the Independence Exeter City podcast. This is Grecian Talk with Ollie Heptinstall, Paul Martin, and Paul Sussex. Welcome to another edition of Grecian Talk, the independent Exodus City podcast. I'm Molly Hemstall, and uh, joining me this week, it's uh, Paul Sussex, hands for the show, and Mark Briggs, who is uh, in attendance as well this evening. No, Paul Martin, unfortunately, he's playing uh, football on a Monday evening, so I uh, hope he's uh, getting along well. Right then, on this week's show, uh, we will discuss uh, Saturday's disappointing 0-0 draw at home to Oldershot in League 2. We'll also look back at the uh, two Talkie United fixtures. Uh, we'll also discuss the new signings, Miles Anderson and Mark Mosley. Uh, both joined the club in uh, January. We'll have a little discussion about them. And also uh, discuss League 2. Big weekend it was in League 2. Good win for uh, Bristol Rovers. Draws for Wimbledon, Plymouth and Rochdale. We'll discuss those as well, of course, as uh, discussing uh, previewing the Morecambe game at St. Uh, not St. James Park at the Globe Arena on a Saturday in League Two. That's all coming up on Grecian Talk. Right then, welcome along to the show. We'll get started straight away. Apologies for uh, not doing a show for quite a while. It's been too long, hasn't it? About a month. I'm not sure I uh, got that far, but uh, anyway, we're back, and that's the main thing. Right, we'll start this week with Mark. I uh, haven't really got a great match to review, given we've been away for so long. Uh, a nil-nil draw against Aldershot. Uh, Mark, a pretty turgid match. The game was uh, very similar to the Johnson Paint Trophy game against Aldershot, actually. Um, just as our, our new, only other nil-nil this season. So uh, it was just one of those games that was frustrating that you can, we should be beating teams like Aldershot um, if we want to achieve promotion this season. But yeah, just uh, very frustrating to be watching. We weren't creating too much we had a few um, chances but it was just one of those games yeah it's really poor game as uh, like you said second nil nil draw against older shots in james park this season so if we're both in the same division next season then you know which game to avoid right then hans you made the considerable journey down uh, for the game so not don't expect you were too pleased with city's display no, it was uh, incredibly frustrating. I'm not one of the people that um, will boo the players, and I'm not, and I wasn't entirely surprised that um, there was a lot of booing in the uh, big bank at the end of the game. I mean, I felt Oldershot had a game plan. I mean, talking to some of their um, people, you know, their uh, officials after the game, um, they had a match plan which basically was uh, kill off Gao, kill off uh, Curitan from playing too much. They did that extremely well. Without Gao and without Curitan being involved too much, we um, lost a lot of our impetus. We lost a lot of our creativity. Um, Guillaume Bowser was up there basically on his own for most of the uh, the match. Little quality balls coming to him. I don't understand why people want to put it onto his head. He doesn't head the ball. He's absolutely rubbish at that. That's not his uh, skill. There were just so many frustrations um, but I, I said to people after the match that um, if that had been an away performance, uh, nil-nil away to Oldershot or whatever, I'd have been um, more than happy, even though it wasn't a quality uh, match. But it is something that we have to worry about, is um, the quality of performance, the style of performance at home is just so incredibly poor. And yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't uh, hadn't spent all that money to go. 
Yeah, I bet you are a bit frustrated. And yeah, it was a disappointing game, wasn't it? Aldershot created the majority of the chances. And well, in the end, unlucky for them not to uh, get the three points. Uh, Mark, why do you think it's so hard for Tiz to find a winning formula at St. James Park? Well, we seem to be discussing this after every single home performance. And again, we always have to go to the excuse of just saying in front of the own fans, it seems to be a lot of pressure put on us. Um, Tiz has been referring to us rushing, um, which I did think was true in some of the other games. Um, but yeah, that, that older shot game, we were, I didn't think we were rushing too much. It's just we, did, we didn't seem to be able to create anything. And I know we've got a few players missing at the moment, but um, yes, I, I just don't understand how we can play so well away and we can't bring it home. Yeah, it is. It is annoying because if we playing a bit better at home, we'd be right up there at the top of the table. Uh, Hans. Uh, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, the longer this uh, goes on, this run, poor home run, the more the attendances are going to drop, and that's a real, uh, real worry for the Grecians. I, I, I think definitely we had a chance on TV to show, you know, the Turkey home game what we uh, are capable of, turn on the style, and so on. But um, too many things against us, and um, unable to do so. And eventually, uh, you know, we paid the penalty through um, Tully's um, stupidity, basically. So, yeah, we've got to get this uh, right at home because, you know, that's where our income is. You know, 3,700 on um, Saturday, of which 246, I think it was, from from Oldershot. 3,500 home fans, it really isn't enough. We've got to get that back up over 4,000. And in many ways, given that we were fourth at the start of that game, we should be able to get more than uh, 4,000. But it's just, you know poor performance after poor performance I think if you take out the South End game that's um, something like two points out of 12 or something or three points out of 15 if you include the South End game that is just not good enough and yeah you know budget wise and all sorts of things wise um, that is of a huge concern the money we would have got from the Torquay game is effectively disappearing into um, the cover for drop in attendances it is, and it's yeah, it's becoming a bit of a worry. Uh, Mark Gillen Bowser, uh, he's settled back into the side fairly well since his uh, return from injury. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it was a brave decision to uh, let him play after the Torquay away game. Um, I think many of us were disappointed, very disappointed with the way he performed on that uh, Tuesday night. But yeah, um, yeah, you're right. He settled back into the side, and yeah, I think it was a brave decision to bring him back into the team, and probably the right decision considering John O'Flynn's gone out at the moment. But, yeah, just hope to see a, a bit more from him and uh, maybe a goal or two would be quite nice. Uh, Hans, as for Alan Gow, he's suffered a, a slight dip in form, hasn't he? Uh, is this something we should be worried about? I think one of the um, things about Gow, about the team, as I was saying about Aldershot, is that, you know, there's a particular way you play against Exeter. Um, you know, that is to, um, you know, to stifle the creativity. And, of course, as part of that creativity, Gow is... Uh, incredibly important so yeah there's um huge frustration and i was surprised that sky picked up i don't know whether they read xweb or not but sky picked up on um, the fact that he doesn't release the ball quick enough and uh, you can feel that with the crowd is um, for goodness sake get the ball off you know to someone and um, though quite often you know gal gets the uh, ball there are three players around him there's not a single supporting player for him to uh, knock the ball back to or forward to or sideways he's got to take on those three players to be able 
have to do anything. But yeah, it is important. It's a bit like um, Curitan. He's um, you know not scoring the goals at the moment. You know those two players are incredibly key, and get those back onto form. Hopefully out of Morecambe on Saturday, um, I think we can uh, return to winning ways. Yeah, but the thing to say about Gao is he, when he's you know at his best, he's pretty incredible on the ball. But you know he can be infuriating at times as well. Uh, Mark Kevin Amankwa he replaced Steve Tully uh, for the. Uh, Aldershot game on Saturday who Steve Tully played the price for that silly penalty he gave away against Torquay uh, what did you make of Big Kev's performance and who would you like to see given that right back role? Um, well my personal preference would be to uh, like at the Torquay away game well, that we were just talking about um, Steve Tully to be uh, sort of right back and uh, Kevin Amankwa to be the right midfield I think they linked up quite well when they played together last time but um, in terms of that penalty that he gave away against Torquay and um, no need for it. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Amankwa, he, he's played he's played well. And I think he deserves his uh, place to be in the starting eleven. Um, he's certainly better than some of the start, uh, players that have been playing recently. So I'd like to see him uh, in the team. But my uh, like, I think I prefer to have uh, him on a right midfield and Steve Tully left back. And they, I think they link up well on that right hand side. Oh, you might have a point there, but I uh, don't know where that leaves Mark Molesley. Um, Kevin Amankwa, he passed the ball, he didn't pass the ball brilliantly, did he, against uh, Aldershot, but when he made some runs, boy, did he did he run, and there was no stopping him, was there, when he gets on one of those storming runs. Okay, right, we're going to move on now, and uh, ooh, we're going to discuss the two talkie games. Right, Hans, 1.0 out of 6, big disappointment for the Grecians, uh, considering Torquay, they're not living up to their uh, heights of last season. I think being one of the Devon derbies, it um, it hurt a lot, I think, losing that match, more so than just perhaps losing to any of the other teams, which, you know, of course hurts. But, yeah, you know, there's an extra bit of something about losing to um, your little Devon rivals. Um, it was it was also the style of play, the standard of play. You know, we, we got better in the second half, partly because we had to. Um, we had to go forwards, but um, we still lacked that something or other in the, um, you know, within the, the penalty box. So, you know, it was, uh, yeah, one point was uh, very poor. I thought the second half, down at play more, you know, the second half was very good, you know, a game of two halves, basically. I thought the away supporters, uh, in terms of the noise they generated, were excellent. Um, though possibly standing in the away end, I did not enjoy some of the negativity. You get the neg- you know, I'm not used to doing away games where um, the negativity of the home fans is brought to you in, a, in an away game. Not good. Let's hope uh, we make amends with um, when we play Plymouth Argyle at Easter. Well, I'm sure there'll be many fans who will agree with you there. Paul, Mark, I mean, uh, the performance is weren't great either were they in the two games particularly at the park what do you make of the two games yeah the first one the away one it's a strange starting lineup compared to what everyone was expecting um i think we were all expecting to go there with our good away form and we're hoping to take the three points from torquay obviously their two penalties decided the match and uh and they both games were pretty similar on the whole there was no open play goals in any of the games was there so but yeah i just i thought uh, I agreed with Tisdale on the second game. We were just trying to rush things, and um, like Jimmy Keohane particularly, like he just went too far sometimes. He needed to pass it instead of just taking shots from too far out. 
think, yeah, you were talking about Alan Gow as well. He was uh, another one that just needed to pass the ball sometimes. But, yeah, it's really frustrating when you just you going home. Could it, we should have got something more out of those two games, one point out of six. It's very frustrating. Hans, uh, what were your thoughts on Tisdale's team selection for the two games? Because I, like Mark, thought they were pretty bizarre. I think we all thought it was bizarre. I mean, sometimes you can do this and it turns out to be um, utter genius, doesn't it? Um, but I think against the Torquay games, it wasn't. Uh, I don't understand why Curitan um, was on the bench, um, whether that was punishment for his um, stupid behaviour at Wickham or Tisdale trying to prove a point. Um, it, it wasn't the right one. You have to start with your strongest team. Um, particularly in a Devon derby where um, it means so much to the fans, you know, the the people that pay for everything. So, yeah, it was odd. It wasn't good and it kind of put everybody, I think, in the, the wrong mood. I wonder if that was um, part of what happened with the players, that they weren't quite up with what was going on and uh, also had some upset about it. Well, perhaps, particularly in the first half in the uh, home game, very pedestrian. It was pretty awful to watch. I was watching it on the telly and uh, it was, yeah, awful. OK, well, we're going to move on now and discuss the new signings, Miles um, Anderson and Mark Mosley. And we'll start with uh, Mark Mosley, who's joined from Bournemouth. Uh, Mark, he started both the Torquay and Aldershot games. What have your first impressions been of the 31-year-old midfielder? Yeah, uh, on the whole, he's not been too bad. Um, the, this, the game against, on Saturday against Aldershot, he tried to show uh, um, Alan Gow uh, a few tricks, but unfortunately they didn't uh, pay off. Um, but yeah, it seems to just be uh, a good good signing filling in uh, for Liam Sir. Yeah, I think that brings me on to my next point. Uh, Hans Mosley seems to be a temporary replacement for uh, Liam Sirkum, who's out for the season due to injury. Are you worried though that City's midfield is becoming a bit overcrowded with thirty somethings? I I'm not too worried. Um, I think what I'm more probably worried about is maybe all of this is uh, a short term fix where we should be looking for. Uh, what we're going to do next season, you know, next season may be League Two, next season may well be League One, and uh, we've got to have a some sort of team ready to deal with next season. I wonder if you know it's protecting some of the youngsters. It's uh, disappointing to lose Circum, even though perhaps some of his performances recently haven't been that great. Um, we've got some uh, youngsters coming through. Nice to see more of them. Um, I wonder about, you know, Oakley. I think this is perhaps his uh, his final season. And I think he would like to go out in perhaps a blaze of glory. Um, and I think one or two of the others um, coming towards the uh, the end of the, their career. Like I say I'm not too fast, but I would like to see more of the youngsters more often, even if it is coming on uh, towards the end of the game. It was great to see um, Grecian talk person um jake gosling here at park on saturday yeah good to see him come on and uh like jamie reed both our interviewees uh getting their first appearances for the grecian this season which is excellent okay um we will discuss the miles anderson now and uh, hans you spoke to him after the um after the Aldershot game on saturday uh, what did you make of miles when you spoke to him yeah, it's uh, it's very personable. He very obviously had um, all the media training. He spoke uh, very well. He spoke very carefully, very guarded. You know, trying to find out a little bit more about why he came to Exeter, what he thought of Old Shot, what happened at Blackburn. Didn't quite get as much out of him as uh, I wanted. Perhaps I should have had uh, Mark in with me doing the interviewing for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, um, how versatile a player do you think he is? Um, I think he's so desperate to play that he'll play anywhere on the uh, park. He said he'll even do um, the striker role if that's what Paul Tisdale uh, asks of him. I, I, I think, you know, you know, back there in defence is what he wants to do. He's um, trying to find ways of uh, blending in. It's been an odd uh, month for him because of the weather has uh, made life very difficult. There's not been an awful lot of activity out in the cat and fiddle. They've either been up at Exeter University or um, down in a um, warehouse down in uh, Marsh Barton. So it's not the normal sort of training and training with the other players. So I think it's a bit of a, an odd settling in time. I don't know whether that's affecting Mark Mosley as well. And perhaps a number of things for the uh, footballers, but they've not done the normal training routines out in um, at the Cat and Fiddle. It was interesting, he said um, Paul Tisdale has been sending them on um, cross-country runs through uh, some local forest, and he said he absolutely adores it, but I should imagine most players really hate that kind of activity. <laughs> well, I always used to quite enjoy cross-country. Oh, finally, Hans, uh, what did he think of uh, Exeter City? Yeah, he said that he did his uh, research, because um, I also asked him about how much uh, his dad had uh, to um, Jerome Anderson had to uh, influence on this because his dad is a football agent but he said you know that was his uh, decision it seemed to be the right thing he's got a huge amount of respect for Paul Tisdale he likes the uh, the rest of the management staff gets on well with them um, he thinks they're very capable very competent um, so he seems to be uh, settling he's been paid up at Blackburn Rovers effectively which is why we can afford to uh, take him on Rumour is that he's on very little money with us. Um, basically, he's trying to put himself into the uh, shop window. Um, it's also quite uh, complimentary about um, Dean Holdsworth, that old shot, and his abilities as uh, manager. But how much of that is him being sort of uh, guarded and sensible in uh, terms of what he was saying? But it was interesting to see him after the interview chatting with all the old shot players and uh, you know their managements because you know he's there for three months. So he's got something to prove. I'm hoping that, therefore, that will work for us. Um, I hope, therefore, that Tisdale will give him the chance because I think, you know, he does He does want to prove something. They're talking to the older shot fans, they're not overly convinced about him. Oh, very interesting. I think uh, when Steve Keane, the great Steve Keane, signed him for uh, Blackburn, he said it could be the next Chris Smalling. So uh, there you go. I don't know if uh, Steve Keane was having us on with that, but uh, we'll wait and see. Keep up to date with the show via our website, grecientalk.co.uk. Okay, right, next up we're going to discuss League Two, and we'll start with uh, Mark, if we may, and uh, Wimbledon 1, Burton 1 was one of our Saturday's results. Not a bad point for the Dons against surprise package Burton, but they need to start getting some wins if they're to climb out of trouble. Yeah, well, firstly start with um, AFC Wimbledon then. The last time I saw them was on the, the TV against MK Dons. That felt like a long time ago now. Um, but yeah, they seem to be just sort of up and down, up and down uh, at that bottom sort of five or six teams. I wonder um, who's going to be the two that drop down. It would be very close, all those teams down there. What Any one of those could go down. They've all seemed to be hitting a good run of form. So that would be interesting. And Burton Albion, I couldn't believe they were third in the table the other day when I looked. Um, that, that's really um, they're a very surprised package to be up there. We've got to play them in a couple of weeks' time away, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get um, three points up there with our brilliant away form. 
Yeah, that won't be an easy game for sure. And uh, Gary Rowett's done an excellent job there, uh, taking over from uh, Paul Pesquisolido uh, last season. Okay, uh, Hans, Plymouth nil, Dagenham and Ribbridge nil. Uh, poor result for Argyle, really, given their uh, tricky run of fixtures that lay over the horizon. At the moment, possibly not losing is uh, more important than anything else. Nil-nil, only one point when you really need all three points. I think um, same as probably what Oldershot fans were thinking. It's um, a good result at Exeter, but it's still only one point. You know, you need to, at this time of the uh, season, you know, to get away from that relegation zone, you do need to be uh, winning. Dagenham-Redbridge should have been um, a game that they can win you know it's whether this would dent the confidence i don't know there's a lot of optimism or was a lot of optimism with the new manager in place so um see how we go from here but yeah i should imagine they were quite disappointed yeah and uh have a quick look at uh plymouth's upcoming fixtures if we uh may they uh travel to older show ironically next on this saturday i beg your pardon uh plymouth but they've got tricky games over the horizon away at Northampton then they're away at Wimbledon big uh, relegation derby that one uh, and then another one at home park against Barnet then they're at Gillingham home to Bradford home to Fleetwood away at Southend away at Chesterfield and then the Devon derby so uh, a tough run of fixtures then for Argyle Bristol Rovers 2 Barnet 1 John Ward's appointment at the Memorial Ground has really had the desired effect for a Bristol Rovers and they uh, seem to be out of the woods uh, as for Barnet Mark they're certainly not yeah, I can't believe um, uh, yeah, Bristol Rovers, again, they've jumped up a couple of places just from getting uh, that late, very late go after being pegged back by Barnet. And uh, yeah, Barnet, as they looked like they were going to get out of it, they're right back down there again now. So yeah, like I said, it's the sort of bottom six teams. Uh, any of them could any of them could go down and one minute it looks like a team's dead and buried when, like Bristol Rovers, they've just popped out of there um, with the, under their new manager, John Ward. Yeah, OK. Um, Rochdale 1, Chesterfield 1, they're at Spotland. Keith Hill, who was sacked from Barnsley a few weeks ago and was linked with the Plymouth uh, vacancy, but he's back at Rochdale where he uh, made his name, really, with that excellent promotion to League 1 and then the 8th uh, place finish, I think, um, in League 1. Uh, that was his first home game back at Rochdale. Uh, Hans looks like an excellent appointment for Dale following John Coleman's dismissal. Yeah, I mean... Not so many ways. I really didn't understand why uh, he moved in the first place. He was um, working quite well, quite quite comfortable at um, at Rochdale. Yeah, one of those things that you, I think we probably commented, or I probably commented at the time, is I didn't understand why the the, the move happened. Yep. Okay. Right. We're going to preview the Morecambe game on Saturday now, and uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Your thoughts ahead of the match. Yeah. Finally, we're back um, having another away game. Last game, I think. Well, it was a Torquay game, and before that was York win. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. I know Hans is going up there. Uh, be interesting to see how many we take. But yeah, uh, after a couple of poor home results, uh, hopefully this will lift up our confidence again uh, for the Accrington Stanley trip. I'm hoping uh, for three points, obviously, and to keep the away form going. Yeah, uh, Morecambe had a brilliant start to the season, didn't they? they were top of the league, uh, league for a while, but. Uh have slumped down, shall we say, since then. Uh, Paul, you're off to the game, according to Mark. Uh, what are your thoughts out of the match? Well, of course, the opening game of the season was uh, Morecambe, where, um, you know, what was to follow for the rest of the season at home happened on uh, that game. Some uh, three terrible mistakes, and we uh, lost 3-0. 
um, X-Webbing to uh, melt down on that one. Um, I would hope that um, things could be different on uh, Saturday, and uh, I do expect that to be the case. I'm hoping that the home forms haven't dented uh, the confidence too much. Um, I think we should be capable of getting a, a good result there, not just because I'm going to spend all day travelling there and back again, um, but I think the, you know there is something about a more relaxed um, look on the game by the players and the management um, that should get us something. I've just gone through the, um, the results of Morecambe at home. Um, normally they're quite poor at home and it's their away form that um, keeps them going, um, but they do seem to have got better at home recently. So um, it's not an easy game by any means. No, they had that uh, that game where fans got in for free, I think, a few weeks ago against uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. So perhaps that's had the uh, desired effect in terms of uh, home uh, results. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see uh, to see how City get on on Saturday. And of course, we'll have full reaction on next week's show. Right, I think that's about it for this week's show. But we'll do uh, the predictions first. We haven't done predictions in donkey's years really so we'll start with uh, Mark this week yeah I just forgot to say that Morecambe uh, got a 4-1 win at the weekend I think against York so uh, so they'll be high on confidence uh, for this weekend but I am going to be uh, optimistic as we are away so I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Exeter very good and uh, what about you Hans I'm probably going to go for a 1-1 draw Ooh, I changed my mind halfway through saying that. <laughs> I wanted to say a win, but I'm just so worried about jinxing the whole thing that I've gone for a draw. OK, well, if you, you're not going to jinx it, Hans, then I will. I'll go for a 3-0 win for the Grecians, a classic 3-0 win. There we go, that's excellent. OK, right, thanks very much uh, for your company uh, this week, Mark and Paul. Uh, hopefully we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Paul, hopefully, will be back next week as well but in the meantime uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, do join us soon for more Grecian Talk